Hello, and welcome to Story Guts. This is where we explore what the stories we tell tell about us. I'm Molly Curran. And I'm Alice Lai. And we've got a very special episode for you today. It's a very <laughs> special episode. Can you tell I'm episode. excited? You, Molly is about to, like, explode because Game of Thrones comes out in three days? Three days, wow. Three days. Three days. Um, yeah, so Sunday, April 14th, we get Game of Thrones. And, it's uh, also my birthday, but yeah. It's also Alice's birthday, which is obviously also very important. <laughs> um, yeah, about about as important, I guess. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. You'll have another birthday. There will never mm-hmm. be another Game of Thrones premiere date. It's, and we're counting on that, right? Like, we're really, really hoping that's Yeah, I case. really need there to not be because it's like, I'm losing my mind. Um, anyway, so because the the premiere is on Sunday... We thought it would be fun, and by we I mean mostly me, but Alice agreed, uh, to just have an episode. We've already done a sort of all Game of Thrones episode, but this is more of a, what are our predictions for the final season? Um, so obviously it'll be an episode more interesting to people who are interested in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just kind of excited to talk about like theories and get into some of the... Um, the details about the possibilities in the final season that we couldn't really get to in our in our first Game of Thrones episode. Mm-hmm. No, I mean I think I think that makes sense. Um, we'll the next season, the upcoming season is coming up, and I think as Molly has demonstrated, Game of Thrones is very like close, near and dear to this podcast. <laughs> um, like if if I'm sure if we talked as much about like Marvel movies as we did about Game of Thrones, we would also we would have like a Marvel's Endgame theory speculation episode, but we don't. Spider Man's yeah. dead um, forever. Um, <laughs> so that's yeah. So anyways, um, consider this just a it's gonna be marked as a primarily Game of Thrones uh, focused podcast. So it's yeah. Yeah. Anyways, do you uh, wanna talk about the books at all? Or are we just gonna say like I mean I think we can talk about the books in as much as we think they might inform mm-hmm. some of our predictions. Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't know. Like, so I have like questions that we can just kind of get started with if you want, uh-huh. unless you want to. Um, but I thought we could just kind of jump into it. No, I think we should. We can just jump into it. Like, um, what is? Um, yeah, I mean, I, or actually, you know what? Give me a question. Yeah. Give you a question. Yeah. Okay. Who ends up on the Iron Throne? Uh, no one. It's melted down and everyone's like, that was stupid. I agree. Uh, yeah, I think the Iron Throne is not going to survive um, because it's a symbol of conquest and oppression. And also it's just a stupid fucking throne. It's uh, stupid as hell. Um, and I think, I hope that... They don't really the- get into it as much in the show, but like in the books, it's like constantly cutting people <laughs> Yeah, I and I mean it, you're right in that like the Iron Throne is a symbol of the war because it's 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 really much very much a symbol of like all the bloodshed, all the politicking, and it's like everyone's just sick of it. <laughs> well, and it's literally, I mean, what the Iron Throne is. I don't know how much they get into this in the show. Is it was created when Aegon the Conqueror um, conquered Westeros with his dragons mm-hmm. and um, took the swords from all the houses that. Um, bent the knee to him and forged them into a throne. Mm-hmm. But like really so crappily, like, so it still looked like a bunch of swords and cut people up. Uh, so like, it like very literally was a symbol of their subjugation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so I think it has to be melted down or destroyed in some sense. I don't necessarily think that means... Westeros as a realm will not be unified. I go back and forth on this. I don't know how you feel, but like, so some people think, okay, there will be a king and or queen of Westeros Mm -hmm. by the end or of the Seven Kingdoms. Um, Other people think maybe the Seven Kingdoms will break up into individual kingdoms again, Mm -hmm. um, independent kingdoms. 
I'm not sure where I land on that. I could go either way. Well, I guess um, a question I have is uh, to you, Molly. What kind of peace will? What kind of peace if we achieve a peace will we get at the finale of Game of Thrones? Because it feels like we need to. We need to hit. We. I'm kind of of the opinion that we need to get peace. Otherwise, it's not really a season. The season, the Game of Thrones has not ended if we do not get some kind of um, stable state. But will it be a like really optimistic one where like people have forged a like sustainable form of governance that seems like relatively stable? Or will it be I like mean, a it's really... still going to be feudalism? <laughs> okay, so no. Yeah, I guess but, so. Um, but I get, I do get what you're saying. Like, I, I do think so. I think we'll get. Um, I think we'll get, I think we will end with good people ruling, people who deserve to rule ruling. Mm -hmm. Um, I think there will be compromises. I think, you know, if, if it's, if it's their king and queen of the seven kingdoms, that's actually easier because, um, you know, I know who my picks would be to rule. If Mm -hmm. we're breaking it up into seven kingdoms where we're going to need different rulers for each of those regions, that's a little harder. Um, There are sort of obvious choices, you know, who are the lords or ladies of Mm -hmm. um, each of those realms. So, like, the the Westerlands, you would have whoever, if there's a remaining Lannister, (laughs) that person. Um, You know, for the Riverlands, you would have, like, Edmure Tully, whatever. Mm -hmm. But the fitness of these people to rule is not clear um, to me. Mm-hmm. So I, I kind of wonder, I think there would still have to be some degree of um, coordination amongst the kingdoms. Yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely. I mean, I think there's a lot of, um, I mean, okay. So like hypothetically we say it's unified via, um, the events of the last season. Like, who do you... I mean, I guess, would you pick Sansa as the ruler of the, the Seven Kingdoms? Or, I don't know, like, what's... I mean, yeah, so my ideal ending, and one that I could see happening, mm-hmm. um, is Sansa and Jon, actually, as the rulers of the mm-hmm. Seven Kingdoms. I think Sansa is obviously... Um, my next question on my list was who wins the Game of Thrones? So this is the answer to it. <laughs> uh, Sansa's obviously being trained and been trained mm-hmm. um, in the art of ruling. And ruling, I think, fairly and justly. She's seen a lot of bad rule <laughs> rulers. Yeah, She's seen a lot of bad ways of doing politics. She's learned from those people. Mm-hmm. She's learned from Cersei. And she's learned from Littlefinger. She's learned from Marjorie. Mm-hmm. But she doesn't... Um, she doesn't want to necessarily emulate them, right? She's learning mm-hmm. from some of the things they did well, but also from their mistakes. A, um, a lot from their mistakes. A lot from their mistakes. I mean, like, in the second season, Sansa sees... Um, I mean, doesn't just see. She is involved in a food riot, right? Mm-hmm. Like, a riot breaks out in King's Landing, and um, she's actually dragged off and attacked um, by people who are starving. So what do we see her prioritizing in season seven? Mm-hmm. You know, we need to make sure everyone has enough food. Yeah. Um, so I think I think that's really going to be core. Been the case, mm-hmm. and then I think there's so much just. F- John obviously has been foreshadowed uh, to be a king, and obviously has become a king. He is has the birthright now to become king of the Seven Kingdoms, mm-hmm. um, and I think like. He is one of the few leaders who is a fairly good leader. Like, he's a strong leader. He needs some tempering. He's better in the books. But, well, he has his issues in the books, too. Hmm. But um, but he is, he is a pretty strong leader. Again, just, he, he's merciful. He's thoughtful. Um, he gains people's loyalty. Um, and... Uh, and he doesn't crave power. He he doesn't like desire to be the king, mm-hmm. and so I think that's exactly the type of person who kind of has to end up the king. It's um, it's it's very like um, I mean it's like the president, I guess. It's like the people. Well, not the president. Um, that's a horrible analogy, but yeah. it was this kind of like people talk about like the people most fit to lead are the ones who don't want want the job, right? 
Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And I think I think that is true in Game of Thrones. It's people who understand that ruling is a responsibility, mm-hmm. that it is um, you are the servant of the people and the land. They are not the servants of you. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And I think there are very few people um, who have had arcs that are about rulership um, who have demonstrated awareness of that. So you don't think that it's kind of a red herring? Like, like it's, it kind of feels like John is so clearly set up to rule. Like, Yeah, I, I think... I, 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 I understand what you're saying, and I don't think you're wrong. I don't know. Again, this is one of those things I go back and forth on. Because, like, I do think, it, like, John is clearly set to rule, but I think, like, in most minds, what people think is that he's going to rule alongside Daenerys... Mm-hmm as part of a Targaryen restoration. Um, and that is not at all the ending I see. Um, right. Uh, well, so, Targaryen like, I do think... <coughs> Excuse me. Um, <clears throat> still a little sick. Uh, yeah, I, so I think... I think... Um, I don't know. Yeah, I, I think, I think John can still become king but i think because he'll fight it the whole way uh-huh. like he'll be extremely he'll be like, reluctant. please don't make me be the king makes sense i mean it's it's kind of sucks and the last time you tried a position of leadership he was stabbed like 40 times right um uh, yeah okay so so we were saying that it's the game of thrones is going to end like it's going to be fairly resilient in the way that feudalism and monarchies are resilient in that it'll be fine until like the next ruler Right. I mean, and I think, you know, we want to imagine that whoever ends up ruling sets off an era of peace and prosperity. Yeah. Um, but, you know, they're going to be, it's potentially still going to be winter. Um, they're, they'll be recovering from multiple wars. Mm-hmm. Um, Daenerys still burned up, like, 100 wagons or whatever. Right, Something ridiculous. Right. Like, you know, people are starving. There, there are going to be a lot of issues. Um so having the most sort of competent people in charge puts them in the best position to mm-hmm. potentially, um, you know, set off that era of peace and prosperity. But, you know, I don't think we'll know. I think, you know, we know the final book is called A Dream of Spring. I think it's a dream of something better mm-hmm. at the end. I think we have that possibility, you know, the bittersweet possibility. But, you know, we'll never know for sure. It's it's unlikely. Yeah, it seems unlikely it's going to be, like, a super downer. Um, I agree. Some people think that, like, the Night King's going to win and everyone's going to die. And I, that's not that's not what the series is. People are take their um, thoughts that it's just this, like, grim, dark, nobody is allowed any... Well, happiness it's, it's ever one, like that's not it's not what the, it is it's the people who are like uh finn should have died at the end of tangled is, are you, <laughs> yes. are you no i'm not one of those okay people. you're like okay so children need to it's learn just such a funny it's just such a funny um uh yeah i mean and i think it's people fundamentally misunderstanding game of thrones you know i think they realize they're like oh this is like subverting all these like romantic fantasies mm-hmm. and it's like yes it is but not to just be like everything is bleak and horrible. Mm-hmm. Um, that's that's not what it is. Um, so I do think like the Night King will be defeated for sure. Um, mm-hmm. Do you have do you have any bets on who who is going to? I mean, it'll probably be a group effort, but um, you know, most people seem to think John or Daenerys are the um, probably John is the the Sam- one. Who's uh, come on, it's gonna be Samwell. It's gonna be Sam. He's oh, I know he gave up his like Valerian steel sword. Um, but I mean, it's like Chekhov's big Night King killing sword, and he's already killed. He's like one of the few people with like a white kill. So a White Walker. White Walker um, kill. So you know, I think he's gonna be like part of John's crew, and he's just gonna land a killing blow. He's gonna fall so, off a okay. dragon. I love the concept. I think Sam may be involved. I think it'll be Bran. I think Bran is the key. So are we saying... So I know that you mentioned... Did you, were you the one who mentioned, like... Oh, there's, like, some fan theory that Bran is the Night King. Yeah, it's I the think, stupidest thing I've ever heard. I don't think it's true because I don't think that... Like, I was talking with, like, co-workers, and I was like, yeah, no, I've heard that some people think that Bran is the Night King. And I'm like, why? He's like, because they look alike. And I was like, do they? 
Like, do no. they look like? Are they, is it just being stupid? Like Bran, Bran, from the beginning, right? Uh-huh. Bran has been the key to the magical story. Bran mm-hmm. is the first one to start having visions. Bran is mm-hmm. the one who is told, you know, you'll never walk again, but you will fly. Like he has to survive. He's told he has to survive. He has to go north. He has to mm-hmm. learn about the creation of the White Walkers. Like he learns, he's the one who sees the scene of the Night Walker or the Night King becoming the Night King. Mm-hmm. So if Bran, I just think people overlook Bran because they're like, oh, he's like a kid in a wheelchair and he doesn't do anything interesting. And he's very spooky. And, like, and he just kind of like, yeah, says things in a monotone voice. But no, Bran, Bran to me is going to be key. And I think it's possible Sam could help him in the sense of like, you know, they seem to be pals and do like research together or whatever. Well, I mean, here's the thing. Bran needs someone to pull his cart. Yeah. Like, I don't is that know. it? He's... That's that's Sam's that, job. That's that's mostly. I mean, look, he's. I I have no doubt that Bran's going to continue to like do stuff, but he does still need to move around, and his the primary people who like moved him around are dead, or I think they're all dead. Is Mira still alive? Mira is still alive, but she's not um, at Winterfell. Okay, yeah. So I mean, he just yeah, I mean, yeah. Him and Sam like they team up. He does like he he wargs into the Night King's mind. He starts getting right. corrupted, yeah, or something. Who knows? Yeah, that or he wargs into a dragon. Something's gonna happen. Um, so I'm I'm. Oh yeah. Can he warg think... into a zombie? I guess not. Otherwise, I was gonna say that's how they're gonna get the ice um, ice dragon. I mean, maybe. Maybe. We don't know. We don't really know the limits of his power. Um, yeah. So I think Other... those are all possibilities. <laughs> Other than he does have limits because he's a punk. But... <laughs> You're just so disapproving. I just, like, I love Bran. I mean, the show kind of did him a disservice. They really flattened his story. But, like, I love Bran, and I think people really give him way too much crap. And think he's just, like... <laughs> They're just like, oh, he's so boring. He's not interesting. Like, he he doesn't do anything. And, like, he's, like, the most magical character. Like, yeah, he's not, like, going around killing people with magic most of the time. Mm-hmm. There did That thing with Hodor did happen. Um, <laughs> but, but, like, he's... He's such a to me like he, I mean I think he's the first chapter like in the in the books mm-hmm. you get the like prologue or whatever and then I think the first chapter is Bran I might be wrong it might be Ned but I think he's at least the first like child that we get is Bran mm-hmm. um, I just yeah Bran's important and people like to dismiss his importance and it pisses me off <laughs> okay. Um, you're no, ready you're to fight. Like, no. You're fight. Uh, no, no. I mean, I no. I definitely think that he's going to be important. I think the the writers have done a disservice with him because he's like he's had a lot of good chapters, but like where we are now, he's like a very passive. Like they've taken away his personal stake. Like it used to be like very like here's what I need to do. Here's what I want to do. Here's what I can do. Here's how what I need to learn. Now, now the writers have kind of, he's like lying at the tree, just like occasionally being like, oh yeah, BT dubs, like a uh, little finger stabbed me or killed whatever. Yep. You got it. Tried to kill me. Little finger uh, tried to kill me. Like, no, I mean, yeah. He's like robot brand. It's really boring. I'm hoping we get more like brand brand back. Oh, for in sure. In the final season. Um, whether he survives or not. I, I yeah, know. I guess that's like a 50-50. Like, yeah. But, um. But yeah, I think he's going to be really crucial. I think prophets um, have had a really poor survival rate. Like it just well, ha- kind of. I don't know. Melisandre's still alive. She's like the worst at doing prophecies. But... Oh yeah, she's horrible. She has no prophetic power. Like Bran, like we know she Bran. does. She just doesn't understand anything. Uh, she, she just sees. fucks it up all the time, and she like burns children alive. It's like Stannis is dead. She's her her time on the earth is of Westeros is limited. I mean, that's for sure. Okay, so I have one more question for... This is sort of like endgame questions, and then we can get into specifics. Uh-huh. Endgame. Which ships are endgame? Which ships are endgame? Man, this is like the, the high... This is like really high stakes. Yeah. Which ships are endgame? I feel like you're like really... 
Convi- oh, man, Endgame, Endgame. Okay. Um, are you talking about major characters only? Like, because, like, Grey Worm, like, it's like Grey Worm and Melisandre are going to, one or the other is going to die. Grey Worm and Melisandre. Uh, Not Melisandre. <laughs> right, uh, Melisandre. Um... Daenerys, yeah, sorry, you can sort of see who's more prepared and who's not um, in this podcast. Uh, Daenerys is going to die. Jamie's going to... Okay, um, you're just saying people are dying. These are, this is not the question. The question is, which ships are endgame? Okay. Who's uh, in love? You know, I actually kind of see Arya Gendry. Okay, no, that's... People totally think Arya and Gendry. I am less convinced, but really it's because of the age difference. Um, oh, yeah. Hmm. So I'm not I'm not sure, but tons of people think Arya and Gendry are a thing, um, or will be a thing. Um, it's like pretty pretty well accepted at this point. I guess um, um, I know that Brienne Tormund. The writers are probably going to make Brienne and Tormund work out because it's like oh, really. I feel so. I I feel like it's like it's a very rom com thing that's happening on the show right now. But I mean, I just feel like that's like a side thing. Like Brienne and Jamie Brienne and are. Jamie. I mean, I don't know that they'll be happy ever after. Like, Jamie very well could die. Um, Brienne could very well die. But I hope she doesn't. Um, but to me, like, if they're going to have some kind of, like, romantic moment, like, like something. Mm-hmm. I really believe that. Like, I don't even ship them that hard. But, like, I just, I think, like, that is where their, their story is headed. Like, they're going to have some very meaningful romance explicitly romantic moment that's interesting because i don't know it's it's weird because my read on jamie and brienne has always been kind of like they draw a lot of strength from each other but it's always man i just sort of see it as like kind of platonic i don't know but i i guess i guess it could totally be romantic i mean i feel like it's pretty explicitly romantic in the (laughs) show like to be honest i mean you have uh you know, like at one point, Braun is joking about how they want to have sex with each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, and like, okay, it's Braun. He makes jokes, whatever. But still, um, the the whole thing where he gives her, he like gives her the sword, and he's like, "It's yours. It'll always be yours." Um, okay. It's, it's it, these are very romantic tropes. Um, there's also they have the classic romantic trope of um, when when Jamie is going away on the like after um whatever no when Brienne is going away after Jamie takes River Run and he like sees her and she like looks back at him and they like wave at each other it's a total romantic trope okay all right i just yeah i think and in the books they also skew that I'm put- way i'm putting Jamie and the hound I just feel like you're not taking this seriously. <laughs> okay, well, who's Hound ending up with? No one. He's going to die. He's going to die. Well, okay, but of Jamie and Brienne, I feel like one of them is definitely dying. Yeah. Okay, let's put... The Hound is not having a romantic moment with anyone, and he's going to die. <laughs> okay. Um, All right. He might uh, have some sort of, like, meaningful moment with somebody. Okay. Oh, well, yeah. He's going to have a meaningful moment by, like, the boatload. Everyone loves the Hound. Writers aren't gonna um, let him die without having redemption. Um, okay. Well, clearly you are not that invested in this question, so I'll tell you what I think. Okay, sorry. <laughs> Go for it, Molly. To me, the most important question: Who's in love? Who's in love? Um, okay, so yes, I think Jamie and Brienne will have. There will be some kind of acknowledgement of feelings between them. I don't know whether it'll be a kiss. I don't know if they'll consummate their relationship or if it'll just be a moment. I don't know that they'll end up married or anything like that, but I do think there'll be something there. Um, I think obviously Sam and Gilly, I would put, like, I think they're going to survive. Well, they're all, yeah, yeah. Because they have a kid to take care of. They're together. I think she might have another kid. Like, I think they're they're good. They'll continue just being, like, in love. Um, Grey Moon Missandei, definitely doomed, tragically. Mm-hmm. Um, John and Daenerys. No, obviously not. Doomed. We're very biased. Doomed. We're very biased. Um, yeah, like they are not. They are not endgame. They are going down. You're positive um, on how John? How positive are you that Johnza will happen? Okay, I would put the odds of Johnza at. 
I'm, I'm not that optimistic, but I'm like 60%. Okay, that's still, that's pretty optimistic. That's pretty optimistic. I mean, I would have said if you had asked me um, before season seven aired, I would have said zero percent. Okay. Season seven really just they made a lot of really really weird choices, and maybe that was just weird choices, but mm-hmm. there were so many of them, and they they used so many romantic tropes with John and Sansa, um, and really appear to continue to be doing so based on the bits we've seen from season eight mm-hmm. that I like I. I don't really know how to take it. Um, <laughs> and it's just, there's, there's a real logic also to John and Sansa as mm-hmm. Endgame, um, which is Sansa, uh, well, like once John's heritage comes out, um, the, the North is going to turn on him, right? They're not going mm-hmm. to want to follow a Targaryen. Um, Sansa will be able to protect him by marrying him that's one possibility um like reaffirming him as a stark Mm -hmm. potentially he could become john stark finally his sort of dream um and sort of reject his targaryen-ness entirely Mm -hmm. by you know taking her name becoming john stark the added benefit of that is that then we know that the stark line continues so it's not a Targaryen restoration, it's a Stark restoration. Yeah. Because we don't know. I mean, like, essentially, we've got Arya, Sansa, and Bran to potentially continue the Stark line with the Stark name. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, I'm not really going to put money on Arya. Bran. I mean, it's possible, but, like, it seems pretty clear he's not, like, going to be Lord of Winterfell and sort of have that if, I mean, he's a pro- I feel like he's doomed. He's going to die. Um, so, like, I think it really is Sansa. Sansa is the key, and they've repeatedly called Sansa the key to the north. Um, and so I think her marriage, the children she has, those are all going to be really crucial. And mm-hmm. I think, like, marrying somebody whose name is Snow so that he can take the name Stark, like, it just makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Um. I also think it puts the two people who are the most, who have proven themselves to be the best rulers, mm-hmm. like together, together, like as equals ruling together. Um, if Jonza mo- doesn't happen again, which I'm, I'm not a hundred percent on it. I do have some serious questions for Kit Harrington because he made some choices as an actor <laughs> that are very odd. I mean, it's not just me. Like, this is a thing, like, random TV critics were like, why is he looking at her like that? (laughs) Uh Like, what's with all the heavy breathing? Like, why do they keep staring deeply into each other's eyes? What's what's with the heavy breathing? What's going on? Why does, why does, uh, I mean, this is like the writers, like, why does John, like, so protective over her, like, in such a um, way that they feel the need to show repeatedly? Mm -hmm. Um. So, yeah. So I think there's a chance. There's a ch- real chance of Jonza. I think there is a hundred percent chance that John and Daenerys are doomed. Oh yeah. So, um, do you think Tyrion's gonna survive? Will Tyrion find love? I mean, it's interesting. Just because, I don't think like, Tyrion will survive. No. Will he drive by, ride a dragon? I don't think so. Okay. <laughs> okay. Maybe. I mean, I know that's a popular theory. I'm. To me, I think Tyrion's pretty doomed. To be honest, I know it's a very there's a popular theory that um, John and Daenerys will have a baby, mm-hmm. and then they will die, and Tyrion will marry Sansa, and they will raise oh, the Targaryen heir I don't together. Know about this one, it's about the worst ending I can imagine. But it I, is a some people do think Sansa and Tyrion will end up together again. I pray to the to God that that's not right, but that's possible. weird. That's that's a really it's weird. Just, I dynamic. just don't think, yeah, um, yeah, it is an extremely weird dynamic. Um, and again, the age difference is like pretty major. It's not great. Um, I mean, I know the age difference between when it comes to John and Sansa, the actors is um, about ten years, but the age difference between the characters is like three or four. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, they're they're all so, like in a very narrow band. Like um yeah. 
So, okay. Well, that that kind of brings me to, I want to talk about some of the popular theories and conspiracy theories Mm -hmm. and get where you are on them. So let's start with the baby. Are we getting a magical Targaryen incest baby? Yeah. Yeah? You think a baby's coming, period? I think a baby's coming. I, I, I feel like it's such a, um, I think it's a, it's a baby, I think it's going to be wrong. And I think it's What do you gonna, mean? You think it'll be wrong? I mean, it's going to be like twisted by magic or whatever. Okay, like when, when she gave birth the first time and it had like scales and stuff. I think so, right? I mean, when because, she miscarried? Yeah. Was, was this one of the... Um, it feels like a little too, like, there. It feels a little bit too um, telegraphed, I guess, for there not to be a baby. For, for at the very least, for Daenerys not to think that she's pregnant or be become pregnant and then miscarry. Actually, I think miscarriage is probably more likely because it's, like, a tragic arc. Like, at the moment yes. of her triumph, she's going to miscarriage. We're all going to be like, of course the woman miscarriages. The show continues rolling on. Um. Yeah. No, I think I agree with you on that one. I um I know some people think the baby's a total red herring. I think she will maybe become pregnant. Um I think there's no way in hell she's giving birth to a healthy living human baby. Mm-hmm. Um I think I, I mean, think there are like obviously there are a couple reasons for this. Like I think one, um it's like really fucked up if as the popular theory goes um the reason targaryens have been incestuous is because they like breed better together okay that's, um, because of their weird genes that's um, pretty weird and, like i don't like the idea that john's like magic targaryen sperm cures daenerys's infertility <laughs> yeah that's that's a weird so I mean, I want to take a brief pause and just talk about the weird race purity stuff about around oh, Targaryens. For sure. Oh my god, people do not seem to get this. Yeah. Go. I mean, no, no. I mean, I, I just think um, for a show that I mean, it's it's just basically like the we thought Nazis were done. Nazis are not done. Targaryens are all about like the bloodline and like the the white hair and the blue eyes, and it's very very um weird like some of these fan theories coming up about like the pure blood like the pure bloodline or like the um right to rule or like the natural like better like how like their targaryens are born to rule they're inherently better Mm -hmm. in the whole weave of the show um and you know i think maybe in a in another era it was less problematized like it was still weird that like daenerys liberated all the slaves and had the misa scene Yes. Maybe, but like in light of what is happening right now in our current, our deeply stupid current political moment, it just doesn't sit right with me to just like hear people being like unironically being like, ah, like the pure blood, the, like the blood shall rule, like their blood is good. Yeah. It's uh, weird. No, I 100% agree. <laughs> this is why I think a Targaryen restoration would be horrible because and I think, you know, I really think this is more explicit in the books, but it is brought up in the show somewhat. Um, and apparently Fire and Blood, um, George R. R. Martin's book that he just put out that's like a history of Targaryen, the Targaryen mm-hmm. line, um, is also very clear about this. Like, it's pretty anti-Targaryen because mm-hmm. their obsession with blood purity, their obsession with conquest, their obsession with their own superiority, um, mm-hmm. basically does nothing but kill people, um, mm-hmm. including each other, but also all the people they're supposedly meant to rule. Um, I mean, like, really, there has not been a good Targaryen ruler, period. <laughs> they Damn. all suck. Um, That's, like, pretty impressive, though. Like, I mean, the the best one was still... Um, apparently still very horrible to his, you know, people around him or whatever. Like mm-hmm. maybe he was somewhat better for the country than others, but um, really, still wasn't great. yeah. I mean, it seems like the the Targaryens. There was constant strife underneath them, constant mm-hmm. war, um, and then and like 
like the show pretty much I mean the, the the whole series is like pretty clear about the fact that like constant inbreeding um in order to quote unquote preserve blood purity is part of what you know makes the Targaryen so prone to madness, right? Mm-hmm. Well, um, and I mean interestingly enough i mean they also bring this up with the dragons right they're like though this is the last dragon born it was like this big because well i mean i guess they because they were caged up but i assume like some kind of incest reasons were also maybe i think that's more like they were it's yeah because they were chained up and they weren't allowed to eat people get big and eat people yeah basically um and but i think i mean i think you're right in that like the dragons are also Maybe they seem impressive at first glance, but, like, they're not. They suck. Mm-hmm. Um, like the Targaryens. Um, <laughs> and so, like, my my feeling is that um, I don't think the series is celebrating that. I don't think the series is celebrating the Targaryens. However, I think there are some blurry lines. I think the Mesa scene is fucked up, for mm-hmm. sure completely inexcusable i think like maybe in some way they're they're you can draw a line to like critiquing the white savior trope mm. but boy it's uh did they though <laughs> i mean they they haven't yet basically like yeah. if we get dark daenerys which we will then like you could make that argument um but i think we didn't need that necessarily element of it um mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's why there should not be a Targaryen baby, magical Targaryen incest baby. I mean, um, also, interest- because oh, sorry, you continue. Mm, no, I was just uh, very briefly. I'll just say that the the cinematic conventions is that like you don't kill babies. Like so, once there's they've a baby, killed babies on Game of Thrones though. Oh yeah, that's true. They've even stabbed a baby at one point. Oh um, okay. Well, all right. Go on then. Yeah, I guess you weren't watching at that point. Um, the other reason Daenerys can't have a living child is because Daenerys's struggle has been between, I mean, it's been between the identities of mother of dragons and mother to the people. And she has chosen over and over again, mother of dragons. And I think that is her destiny is to choose mother of dragons. She can't mm-hmm. be a mother to a, a child, uh, to humans. Like she's the mm-hmm. mother of dragons. So that's, that's me on that. Um, okay. Let's move, move along. I've got more things I want to, Okay, okay. Okay. So the other big popular theory that's being hyped right now Stark Bowl. Are the Starks going to fight? Is Sansa going to betray Jon? Is Jon going to diss his siblings because they don't like Daenerys and choose her instead? Obviously, you know how I feel about all of this, and so we can move past it very quickly. Okay, the answer is no, because that was completely sabotaged what the entire show would be like. It's it would be as if in the last book of Harry Potter and all the houses were called to band together, and one house just, like, stood up and walked out. It would just completely destroy the underpinnings of an entire series. Next question. <laughs> all right. Um, and just a reminder that the final book, uh, which we now know is called A Dream of Spring, was originally going to be called A Time for Wolves. All right. So mm-hmm. here's one of one of the uh, more conspiracy theories. Um, John is not in love with Daenerys, but is simply doing what he has to do to secure her allegiance. So I, I guess it's it's I've been mostly purely exposed to your view. So I'm definitely a little biased, but I do think that I, I think that there's definitely it would make for more interesting storytelling if that was the case. Like if John was playing a political game, a game that he has not really played, that the the Stark men have traditionally played very poorly. Mm-hmm. Um yeah. yeah. I mean, yeah. and I think to me the the hinge of this theory is that it's the only thing that I can think of that saves John's character. Otherwise, he's an idiot. Like he's just an idiot. Mm-hmm. Even if even if Daenerys was worth falling in love with, even if we saw on screen them falling in love, which we super did not. Um <laughs> like the fact that he went south and he made the exact I mean the exact same mistakes that his father and Rob made. Um, Mm -hmm. I mean, literally Rob, part of the reason Rob lost his kingdom is because he married a 
disliked foreign women. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> um, like he fell in love when he shouldn't have. And, like, John literally would have been doing the exact same thing, but somehow it's fine. Um, and then on top of that, the fact that he gives away, like, he agrees to bend the knee even when he doesn't have to. Mm-hmm. Because she's, she's, she, Daenerys sort of, like, momentarily uh, resists. D kidnaps him? I mean, basically, momentarily is like, oh, we'll, we'll fight. Um, and he still decides to call her my queen. My queen, um, yeah. And if he did that, like, he, I mean, that's betraying his family. Like, even if Daenerys is the most wonderful person on Earth, like, the North is not his to give. Like, he was an elected mm-hmm. king um, in, in a real sense. Like, his, his duty is to his people. Um, mm-hmm. And I think he knows that. And I think he wouldn't just give his kingdom away, like, you know, like that, mm-hmm. just because he, like, was in love um, or in lust. Um, I think I think he's just doing, I mean, not in any really super calculating way. I don't think he's like that. But I think he's mm-hmm. just doing, like, literally everything he can think to do to secure the alliance because he does not trust that Daenerys will will come north that she'll care i mean she keeps turning That's... back south she keeps trying to go back south um she's obsessed and so, with like, ruling yeah yeah and like she's obsessed with the iron throne and even after seeing the night king she still stuck john on a boat and stuck made them go down to king's landing to have this stupid armistice meeting with cersei anyway mm-hmm. so that's that theory i'm i don't i'm not 100 percent on it i'm really afraid it's not true but God, it's it just need it for John's character not to be ruined. Like honestly, mm-hmm. that's that's why it matters. Um, it's yeah. not about John's. Uh, it's not about whatever else. It's like about saving John's character. I mean, what what I think is interesting <laughs> when you talk about saving John's character is that um, is that the show is about learning. It's like in a, in a really right. real sense, it's about like some things just won't work, and like our first couple seasons has been like. On, like the traditional norms of like honor or security or whatever like if you don't ch- it's, it's like a very like you know art of war kind of thing but like you cannot just keep doing the same things expect them to keep working in different circumstances and i think um it's very much like we see how Arya, bran sansa and john have all been taught lessons through the rest of their family um and it will mm-hmm. be a really sad for john to be like nah you know, and I think yeah, to just apparently learn nothing. Right. And I think we I mean, and we see this with all the other characters, too. And I think this is one of those like um, like Cersei has not learned like Cersei has not learned anything. Jamie has, you know, the mm-hmm. Hound arguably has because he, you know, became peaceful for a little bit. And then for like a second, <laughs> for like one second. But everyone loves the Hound. So he's going to die tragically. Um Daenerys has not learned. Like it's like it's like kind of this interesting like Tyrion like, well Tyrion's Tyrion's issue is like he's been passive. Like he needs he hasn't taken. Like it feels like it's been a while since he's taken like a a stand a public stand. Yeah, I mean I think Tyrion, um, and this this might be a good uh, place to move into. Just thinking about I have written down the fate of the core eight where we can just kind of talk uh, about the core eight. eight characters. Okay, yeah, go for it. Um, okay, so we can start with Tyrion. Um, Tyrion's such an interesting case because he's a character who I think everyone is trained to see as somebody who's really smart and really good at politics and really good at figuring shit out. But, uh-huh. like, actually, he's kind of just fucked up over and over again for the past several seasons. <laughs> um, uh-huh. And we're already seeing him losing faith in Daenerys. Um mm-hmm. So I, I think you're right. Like, I don't think he's learned in the sense of I think he um, pursues his ambition beyond, like, he pursues his ambition over doing sort of what is the smart and right thing. And his ambition always kills him in the end. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, like, he saw a real chance. I mean, I think he I think he believed in Daenerys. I think he was in, oh, yeah, in love with sure. Daenerys a little bit. But... Mm-hmm. I think he also saw like, hey, this is a great way for me to 
gain power and like get back at my shitty family I hate. Mm-hmm. I mean, know? it's a good place to be. He's yeah, no, I definitely agree. Like Tyrion has seen a good alliance, and in that alliance, he's allowed himself to be moral, but not rock the boat. Um, yeah, and like the that was the turning point when he sees Jamie on the battlefield. And he's like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> right? Like, he's like, oh, God, fuck. Like, I'm going to have to, like, I can't just, like, pretend that, like, it's me against the world because the world had suddenly gotten a lot smaller when I came back to Westeros. Except he does. He just keeps plodding along, you know, as far mm-hmm. as we know. I mean, he even tells Cersei in their meeting, um, you know, she's like, Daenerys seems like she's got a temper and she's going to burn everybody down. And he's like, oh, well, you know, like, her advisors are there to, you know, rein in her temper. Uh-huh. And you're like, and it's are like, you, though? It's like, oh, so, like, you are the thing standing between uh, Daenerys and burning down all of Westeros, King's Landing? Like, cool, cool, cool. Cool, 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 um, cool, 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 cool. Okay, so Tyrion. Um, anything else to say about Tyrion? No, go for it. Okay. We'll just finish off the Lannisters then. Jamie. Uh, I feel like he's probably going to die a noble death. I think I think that's fair. I mean, I think Jamie is um, Team Stark at this point. I do not think he is Team Lana or Team um, Targaryen. I mean, I think he's Team Living primarily, but right. I think when those fractures start to occur, which they will. Um, mm-hmm. Like, I don't see Jamie siding with uh, the Mad King's daughter who burns a bunch of people with dragons. Um, who explicitly yeah, burned I mean, his, his people's food. His with people dragons. with dragons. Right. Like, so he's not, you know, he's triggering not his PS- PTSD. Like, it was, it was a real, it was a whole thing. Right. Yeah. But Baron Bay or Booty Bay, whatever that was. No idea what words you were just saying. The the wildfire ships thing, right? That's That's what you meant with PTSD or... Um, no, I meant, like, well, he has PTSD from, like, dealing with the Mad King, mostly. Oh, I see. Okay. Um, like, so you could just see him sort of, like, seeing the the Mad King all over again going, like, burn them all, burn them all. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. So, Jamie, like I said, I think he'll have some kind of romantic moment with Brienne. He'll probably have some kind of closure with Cersei. I really hope he doesn't kill Cersei because I just hate that so much. Mm-hmm. There is evidence to suggest that he may. But if he kills Cersei, he's definitely dying. That's my opinion. If he doesn't mm-hmm. kill Cersei, he's got a chance. Okay. Um, Cersei. Yeah, she's dead. Like She's going to die, but she's going to she's going to go out in style, I think. I think I was convinced like, oh, Cersei's going to die before the war even breaks out. Like Cersei's not important. Now I'm I'm like Cersei is going to make it until the end. Almost the end. Like, do I, d- I don't think she's out until episode five, episode six, maybe even. When you say go out in style, do you mean, like, she's going to take someone down with her? Uh, maybe. Like, Sept of Baylor style? Or is she going to, like, have a really dramatic, like, death scene, like she drinks a bunch of dragon fire? Maybe. Um, I'm not exactly sure. But what I, what I mean is I think she is, she's got something else up her sleeve. There's going to be, a, she's going to make another at least one or two more like big moves that mm-hmm. um, are going to shake up the game. Like, well, she's going to move against them while they're fighting the Night King. Like, that's like guaranteed. Yeah. So. I mean, that's pretty much the the theory. And you know, the the popular theory, well, a popular theory um, among some people is that she's going to hire people to kidnap Sansa during the battle, um, mm-hmm. which would totally change the game. So. Um, would be super interesting. I also really want Cersei to have a final confrontation with Sansa. Like, I think that's... Mm-hmm. Um, their relationship with each other is, has been really important um, mm-hmm. in a really fucked up way. And yeah. I just think they need to have that um, that last sort of confrontation because Sansa is the younger, more beautiful queen. Like, she is. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, that Which is from the prophecy, if people don't remember, but the younger, more beautiful queen who will cast you down and take all you hold dear. Um, okay, so that's that's it on Cersei. All right, let's let's do some um, Starks, starting with John. John, I don't know. I think he'll probably survive. 
yeah, I really go back and forth on him. It's, it's interesting because, like, if he survived, it's interesting that if he survives because he was brought back from the dead. And that's generally that's implied. We talked about this in the previous episodes. Right. Generally, it's implied that you can't cheat death forever. Right. So. Um, yeah. So. Yeah, that that's kind of my big thing with him. Um, but I just. Again, I feel very. Uh, I'm like, who who is going to rule? Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, I think Sansa can rule alone, um, but I don't want her to have to. And I do really, I would really like to see a Stark restoration. That doesn't necessarily have to happen through John and Sansa, but mm-hmm. be good if it did. So yeah, I, I kind of go back and forth on John, um, but I hope he lives. Uh, there's a popular theory that he may be blinded or blinded in one eye. Um, <clears throat> apparently there's a good amount of book foreshadowing for this. But um, we'll see. Cool. I think, I mean, I think that could be a suitable ending as well. Like, not necessarily that he um, dies, but that he is rendered, um, you know, sort of incapable of going into battle anymore. Like, he's no longer the warrior he was. He has to sort of become somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. John, Arya. Survives? I don't know. Yeah. I know. I think either Bran or Arya will die. Don't know which. I kind of feel like Bran's way more likely to die because I, I, I'm like coming down so hard against like prophets and seers. Um, yeah. But it does feel like his, his I mean, role... I think he's got the big epic fate. Yeah. And like he'll like turn into a, a weird wood tree or something. Like he mm-hmm. might not like die in the classical sense, but he's like, he's not going to stay human and he's not going to stay mortal. Like, he might, like, ascend, he might turn into a tree, he might just die or turn into ravens or dust, but he's not going to stick around. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, I'd put the odds that Bran is more likely to die than Arya, but we could be surprised. Um, mm-hmm. But I think it'll be really important to see Arya um, in this final season coming to sort of learn her own humanity again. I think that's mm-hmm. where her story arc needs to go. Um you know, she's been this sort of, like, closed-off assassin. I mean, to the point that she was really hideous to her sister mm-hmm. uh, in the last season. Um, and so I think, like, her and Sansa being a team, her, um, you know, finding her own humanity, maybe mercy even, maybe mm-hmm. um, an important uh, part of her development. Absolutely, yeah. Okay. My girl Sansa. Sansa, I would be really surprised if she died. So, yeah, I like don't think she'll die. Um, I've already said like I think she's gonna be queen of something. I think uh, if the Stark line continues, it's gonna be through her. I think um, I think this final season will be her really protecting the pack. Like I think it's mm-hmm. gonna be her doing what she has to do to keep John and Arya and Bran safe. Um, from Daenerys, from Mm -hmm. Cersei, from everyone, while simultaneously trying to keep the North, you know, alive. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, So I think, like, she's going to be the one to watch in terms of, like, I just think she's going to... Everybody would be fucked without her, basically. Um, Yeah. And it's going to be so, so satisfying because of how much hate she has gotten for so many years. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I just, uh, I want her to win it all and I want all her <laughs> haters to just cry about it. Uh-huh. Okay. Bran, cool. I mean, we kind of talked about Bran. Anything else about Bran, Bran you want to? No. Tyrion. Did we say Tyrion? We started with Tyrion. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Bad okay. memory. Re- last character, Daenerys. Oh, she's dead. Yeah. I mean, okay, like, you can say more than dead or alive. Okay. <laughs> and it's I mean, like, no, more no, like, no, what, I... what is in store for her in the final season? Um, I mean, I think I think there's gonna be a point where she makes an ultimatum of like you get the dragons or you bend it like either you get the dra- like you bend the knee and get the dragons or you die to the Night King, and she's gonna be surprised when people say we can take care of the Night King ourselves. We don't want another despot. We don't want another Mad King Rhaegar. Um, yeah, and I think that's you always say Mad King Rhaegar. <laughs> was Mad was King Eris? Eris. Oh Jesus. Anyways, yeah. Anyways, they're just gonna they're gonna take her down. Like that's gonna be the pivotal moment when she realizes like the checks she has cashed have started bouncing. Like yeah. she 
she is no she is not delivering on being like the breaker of chains or whatever she's just another asshole yeah um, she's just the person telling people to kneel up. or die yeah and like guess what guys the person who says kneel or die is not usually your hero yeah um yeah i think i think that's right and i think i think we are likely to see sort of a piling on of things for her like i think it's all just gonna start hitting her so like she's got um she's gonna get to winterfell and be shocked that everyone doesn't love her Mm -hmm. she's going to feel angry that they're so ungrateful Mm -hmm. um she her armies are not going to do well in the north they're not going to do well with winter um i think that's probably true her dragons may not either yeah um she as we've sort of discussed may have a pregnancy and miscarriage or some sort of something like that which could Mm -hmm. easily be a kind of tipping point um if john is playing her that that could definitely uh hit her her. um and even if he's not playing with her like i don't want to say playing with her (laughs) that's not what Uh i mean even if he's not sort of uh just doing what he has to do um and doesn't actually love her like even if he does love her for real like i still am pretty confident like he is going to turn against her at a certain point and they mm-hmm. will have to battle so at the very least like that's gonna suck for her mm-hmm. um and yeah i think you're exactly right i think she's gonna abandon the battle at you know maybe maybe not before it even begins but um i don't know that she will be the key to saving everyone and i think it's entirely possible she will fly off in a huff and burn down king's landing and then come back and just be like, no, like, we're going to kill you now because you fucked up. Uh, yeah, so it'll be, I mean, I think, like, potentially Daenerys' storyline has the possibility to, like, be super compelling to mm-hmm. watch. Like, we don't get these kinds of characters who are women very often mm-hmm. um, who get to, we get to sort of see their their long arc from, um you know somebody we really care about and root for to somebody who kind of lets themselves be um Mm -hmm. corrupted by power um yeah and like seeing that be a woman seeing her um her just like embrace that will be really interesting i think um i definitely agree and i i hope i hope the show does it well um (laughs) but i i feel confident it's coming and yeah she's gonna die um i don't know how she'll die i don't want john to kill her um of course pretty not. Much i mean we're against we're... kinslaying because it usually just curses you um but it's possible that it will be john i hope it's not um okay. i've also seen people su- suggest that jora might turn on daenerys but mm-hmm. It's plausible, but man, it would bum me out. I want him to just go down with her. Like, he's like I'm here till go. I die. He's he should be ride or die. That's my opinion about. Yeah, Jorah. I mean, he is ride or die. That's that's the thing. Yeah. Um, okay, one question: Winterfell. Will Winterfell the castle survive? Yeah, great question. I think that the odds are against it. Mm. Um, I think Winterfell. Okay, here's what I think. I think if John, Sansa, and at least one of the other Starks survive. And especially if we get a John and Sansa wedding or some kind of rulership or whatever. Like, I think if things are, like, kind of good there, Winterfell's definitely burning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, because we know the ending is going to be, like, bittersweet. Mm-hmm. So if they do get that kind of chance at happiness, um, that sort of potential hope, then it has to be counterbalanced by... Um, a loss and I think the loss of Winterfell would be one that makes sense because mm-hmm. it's um, it's sort of emotionally devastating well it's it's um, the but it, it's, it's the like Thor very, Ragnarok thing yeah exactly it, like it represents this sort of like you know their home and all these things but like the realization that what what do they say in Thor Ragnarok like a we are we are as people is not a people whatever yeah, whatever. Yeah. Uh, same thing. Same thing. Like a, a nation is a people, not a place, or whatever they say. <clears throat> um, yeah. 
So I think I think having that realization would be um, like a fitting way to kind of end it. It would so make me so sad though. I love Winterfell. Um, it's I gone. also am afraid that Ghost is going to die. Ghost is going to die off screen. They have no money for giant wolves. No, they are going to have Ghost in the final season. They they've said they are. Yeah. He's going to show up for like two seconds and run off screen. And John will be like, oh, no, Ghost got killed. Off, like over there. Uh, I'm so sad I'm going to do a closed casket funeral. So no one will see <laughs> the, the ragged bits that Ghost was this, like torn into. Oh, man, it looks so horrible and gruesome. All right. Yeah. Okay. Um. Well, we're hitting like an hour, so I don't want to like push us to go a lot longer are there any other theories you want to talk about or any of the prophecies or any last uh things you're thinking about or characters we didn't talk about that you want to like speculate on i guess not not particularly i guess like like, there's a lot of like side characters like varus like what's what's he up to is he still a player Littlefinger, he's probably oh he's already dead little finger's dead (laughs) little finger's dead um will we Um, see someone wear his face by which I mean Arya see, wears face? I don't know. I mean, Probably it, not, don't but it would be enjoyable. Don't let face go to waste. Um, um, Melisandre... Varys is absolutely still a player, and he's going to be moving against Daenerys. Uh, Melisandre. Um, she's she's going to die. Like I don't know what her role is, but she's going to die. She's going to die. Uh, Sam, I don't know. Anyways. Sam's going to live with Gilly. They're fine. Forever. Yeah, you, we've mentioned that. That's right. Um, Brienne, we've talked about. Yeah, so... Grey Worm and Masande, we already said our terrible predictions for them, sadly. Um, I really, really want them to live, but I don't think they will. Both mm-hmm. of them. Alrighty. All um, right. Let's see. Okay. Okay, one last one, because you bring it up all the time. Clegane Bowl. Clegane Bowl. Oh, yes. I feel like it will still happen. Okay. I just feel like the mountain has been just dramatically under, like the zombie mountain has been just dramatically underutilized by the TV show to an extent that's like almost baffling. Like you see, like he's like stopped like the like Cersei's kid from leaving his room, and he like killed someone who was peeing in a corner and like dissed Cersei. Like that's it. I mean, he did some other stuff, but yeah. Um, like basically, like he did, he like you get like a giant zombie like bear man, and you're like, okay, so he's gonna like do some shit, but like he just like walks around just being like, no, stay in your room, <laughs> like, all right. <laughs> um, okay, so you you think Clegane Bull is coming? I think something's. I mean, I think that's gonna be the. Yeah, I, I feel like there's there's they're gonna face each other at some point, whether they will f- actually fight or whether the hound will be like, you know what, fuck this, I'm I'm past this, like like. Yeah. But I think they'll. I mean, they that's really my hope. I mean, like maybe he fights, maybe he fights the mountain, but like, um, you know, I think the the hound for his his plot to be satisfying any any way, right? He has to choose something other than vengeance, um, mm-hmm. so. I believe in the Hound. I think the Hound can do it. Um, all right. So um, we can wrap up. I'm just going to say my super fast predictions for the first episode, what you should look for. Look for, one, people are not going to like Daenerys. Two, food is going to become an issue. Three, the burning of the Tarleys is going to become an issue. <laughs> Four, we may start being like, hmm, John, your relationship with Daenerys is weird. Uh, five. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's it. Maybe that's uh, it. My Those pre- are my big calls. I can't believe Bud Light is now canonical in the Game of Thrones universe. Or was it Bud Light, or is it like the other one? I think we made one? this Horse? joke already. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm sorry. I really go for the. E- I really punch down. Um, I guess punch me punching down against a multi-million-dollar beer. Uh, na- national. Anyways. Um, okay, so I'm gonna, is there any, I don't think there's anything else, I mean, yeah, that's... like, magic, magic was a thing in the books, not really in the, um... I mean, magic is obviously a thing in the show. 
Right, but, like, in the books, there's, like, the maester, right? Like, there's the maester who's, like, the only one with a link forged of magic magic. Yeah, I mean, there's less magic. It's, um, you know. There's no one actively doing magic. There is the question when when the Night King is defeated and potentially when the dragons are killed. um, I say potentially dragons are going to be killed. um, Is magic gone from the world? Yeah, sure. <laughs> All right. Is that um, the answer you're hoping for, or I don't know. I was just curious, but um, <laughs> I can tell we're uh, we're we're wearing you out. So let's wrap this up. Um, thank you for indulging me. I hope everyone enjoys the premiere on Sunday, and mm-hmm. uh, we'll be back with like regularly scheduled normal stuff in the future after this okay and molly will only talk about game of thrones slightly less yeah all probably the time. so anyway if you want more of my game of thrones thoughts please follow me on twitter at the molly jean that's at the m-o-l-o-y-j-e-a-n-n-e literally the only thing i tweet about anymore um and i don't tweet at all period but follow me anyways i'm at alonculus a-l-o-n-k-u-l-o-u-s um thanks for listening to this episode, very special episode of Story Guts. Yeah, this, uh, even though it's Alice's birthday, it's a present for me. Yeah, uh, I guess. <laughs> okay, we can do another Game of Thrones episode and in August. Um, um, kind of like a retrospective. Yeah, once it's over, um, no, yeah, I'll, I will make us do that. Okay, all right, okay. say the thing. All right. <laughs> okay, thanks for listening, everyone, and stay hungry. Wow.